Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. Today's episode is part one of our special two-part NFL preview episode. Today, Lucas and I will break down the AFC. We're going to give our thoughts on the divisions, who we think is going to win, some surprises, even give our thoughts on the records and who's going to make the playoffs. Ought to be a fun episode. So after the guitar riff, we bring to you the Couch Potato Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Couch Potato Podcast. My name is Russ. Apologize for uh, being a week late on an episode, but unfortunately, as many of you that have kids know, that when your kids get sick, it's just a matter of time before you get sick as well. So I uh, got a cold or something from my daughter, screwed me all up, so I wasn't able to do anything last week, so I do apologize. But uh, we are back this week with a brand new two-part episode to commemorate the kickoff to the NFL season. With me, as always, is Lucas. Lucas, what's going on, dude? Not much. I was just think, sitting here thinking that you were talking about uh, your daughter getting you sick, why the name Petri dish isn't more popular, because that's literally what kids are. They're a human Petri dish. Yeah, uh, last Friday, my my daughter had, had some kind of uh, coughing issue a couple, for a couple days, and it got progressively worse, and... I left work my last day of my old job, as a matter of fact, uh, left to go take her to the doctor. And we have this thing where she likes to do a, where we kind of rub, do a little nose rub. And I think that's where I got sick because it seriously, it felt like that movie Osmosis Jones, like just hit me <laughs> hours after the fact. And just from where I had been coughing, like I started losing my voice where my voice wouldn't last too long. So... I said, you know, it's probably not a good idea for me to do a podcast episode that requires me to talk for an hour. So I said, right. Like I had to put it on the back burner, but I think uh, two episodes this week from us is a a good uh, a good makeup. I think so. And uh, you're welcome, people. You're welcome. Yeah, all seven of you that listen. That's right. uh, I am pretty excited, man. This is the I've noticed throughout the last year or so that I've seemed to be more excited for the start of the NFL season than I am baseball. And then people that know me know that I'm a huge baseball fan, but I seem to have just become, especially after the lockout, a little bit disenchanted with the game. But I have, like, oh, I've been soaking up as much football as I can possibly get. been watching preseason games where, like, in the fourth quarter, the guy that's going to be bagging groceries at the save-a-lot in two weeks <laughs> – is leading the Steelers down the field against like the Seahawks and their uh, defensive back or their defensive backfield crew led by the uh, the former UPS driver and the checkout <laughs> and the drive-through attendant at rallies. <laughs> they're going to be uh, the DBs are all going to be the manager of the guy that led the drive down the field and he's they're going to make his life hell. Oh yeah, uh, we decided. To split this up into two parts tonight, we're going to basically boil down the AFC. We're going to give our thoughts on what's going to happen in each division. I think we'll table the playoffs and predictions for the next episode simply because the NFC kind of sucks, and I don't think there's going to be as much to talk about as there is in the AFC. So I think we'll just table the playoff predictions, who we think is going to win the, the conference, awards talks, things like that for the episode that's coming out later this week. So we're just going to break down the divisions, kind of give our thoughts on who we think 
will make the playoffs but not necessarily represent the conference and Super Bowl. Sound pretty good? Sounds good. All right. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on the NFL season uh, leading up to it? Uh, I think, for one thing, the draft, as we discussed in our uh, episode uh, we did back in May, kind of a lackluster uh, draft. I mean, the draft was okay, but the offseason was really wild. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. It, it's been crazy. Yeah, um, we finally got the uh, in-between, you know, the minicamp starting. We've got you know, the trades, the draft. Uh, the Sean Watson situation has finally been settled. Uh, we'll dive into that when we talk about the NFC uh, or the AFC North. But uh, yeah, we're here, man. Next, was it next Thursday, September the 9th? First game of the season? Yep. It's uh, Rams yeah, and Bills. Close. It's a good game. It's a good first game. That is a fantastic game to kick off the season. It's probably the best game that they've had for a little while to kick off the year. Could be a Super Bowl preview. Could very well be, but we, uh, we'll we give our thoughts on that later this week. Um, so uh, I know you sent me some notes, so we'll just start breaking into these conferences here. The uh, AFC East. Uh, looks like most of the writers are picking the Bills to win that division. Uh, before I get into what I think, Lucas, thoughts on the division? Uh, how do you see that division shaking out? Yeah, I think uh, I think the Bills are the clear favorite in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think with the offseason moves, Miami is a little bit, you know, can actually compete. Um, I don't think they're going to necessarily take the division. Uh, New England, it's, it's hard to say. I mean – they have a legendary coach, but, you know, how good are they really? Uh, and then there's the Jets, who are just – they're the Jets. They're the Jets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's about how you can say about the Jets. Yeah, the uh, the Bills got uh, better, especially on the defensive side. They acquired Vaughn Miller, who I think is going to be a huge difference maker on the defensive side. Uh, yeah, but Miami, man, they made some moves this year. They got Tyreek Hill, which they mortgaged quite a bit of their draft capital. They uh, solidified the offensive line with uh, Taron Armstead, signed him, upgraded the running game. They got Raheem yep. Mosert, and they got uh, Chase Edmonds from uh, Arizona. So I think they're going to be a contender. I don't, I don't foresee them being a playoff team in the AFC simply because the AFC is so strong. I think if they are in the NFC, I think they're, they could easily – win the NFC East or the NFC South, but. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's just, like you said, the AFC is just completely loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think Buffalo had to uh, try to make a, a big signing or a big splash somehow because they were so close to, because I personally think if they would have beaten Kansas City in that divisional game, they would have went on to the Super Bowl, I think, because they were so hot going into the playoffs. And I think Kansas City kind of proved that once Mahomes gets rattled a little bit, that they're a completely different team. Yeah, and uh, Cincinnati kind of right there at the end, too, really took off with their defense. Their offense was great, but their defense really stepped up in the playoffs, and that's what led them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, with uh, the Patriots, I personally think they're going to take a big step back. I don't foresee them... Being, I don't. I personally don't think they're. Well, you can't be 500 now with 17 game season, but I think they're going to be uh, progressively worse this year. 
I try not to doubt Bill Belichick because he's Bill Belichick. Right. And the greatest coach of all time. I know a lot of people debate Brady being the greatest quarterback of all time. Fine, but I if you say anybody outside of Belichick's the greatest coach of all time, you obviously don't pay attention to football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't who even debates Tom Brady anymore being the greatest? I'm sure there's somebody out there that'll say that you know, he's got his stats because he's played for so long or I'm waiting. I still get or still see the, you know, Brady wouldn't be as good without Belichick. But, I mean, we've kind of seen it. Brady. Yeah, that, that's not true. Um, but, yeah, and then, I mean, the biggest loss for the Patriots this year, they lost Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator. And I think they've got um, – they've never really said what the hierarchy is for their coaching staff, but I – Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, two failed head coaches in the NFL, are supposed to be running the offense. Well, as you know, I mean, it's McDaniel um, came back to them after failing, so and turned that offense into not a juggernaut, but it got a lot better. You know, right? But I mean, too, they had Randy Moss, they had you know Corey Dillon's, the West Welkers, they had Brady. Mac True. Jones does not have a like really like I don't see any playmakers on the offensive side for Mac Jones. And right. I thought Mac Jones was probably one of the you know it's out, after Herbert and uh, Burrow the expectations for rookie quarterbacks has actually skyrocketed because those guys came in super successful right out the gate. And I think Mac Jones did a really good job. I think he was the best quarterback out of this class last year. But I mean I think you're not helping him any by not getting him some playmakers to make him better. Right. I don't know. Like, I – we'll run down what we think the records are going to be in a second, but I just don't see the Patriots making an impact. I think they're probably the third best team in that division. I think if things break right for the Jets, I think the Jets could actually push them because the Jets do have a bunch of playmakers they got on offense. They drafted Garrett Wilson – uh, right. they, they got yeah. the kid, the running back out of uh, was at Iowa State in the second round. Uh, I kind of, I kind of like the Jets to be one of the most improved teams in the, the conference. I mean, they're not going to be a playoff team, obviously. Yeah, I, I really like their head coach. I think he's actually a really, really good coach. Oh, Bob Sala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what he did with that Forty ers defense was, I really wanted him to be honest with you. I wanted him as the Browns head coach. All but it never, it didn't work out that way. Yeah, I mean, I like Stefanski. Mm-hmm. He took him to the playoffs, got a playoff win. But yeah, I really wanted Sala. Well, I can respect any coach that. Uh, I don't know if you heard uh, last year Rex Ryan was criticizing Bob Sala. I think it was on the uh, which es he's on Countdown, right? The the es I I usually watch the fantasy shows in the morning because I'm. I'm a big fantasy football player, so I usually don't watch the countdowns, the NFL Today. Um, right. But yeah, Rex Ryan's on NFL Countdown, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, you got me. I, I've i seen him on, like, the the early morning talk shows. I know he's on one of the ESPN shows. I don't remember if he's on the Sunday or the Monday one before the Monday night game. But he was talking shit about Robert Sala and – Robert Sala and his brother are basically, like, going to take him on. Like, <laughs> called him a clown, talked about stick to podiatry. Because, you know, Rex Ryan has that foot fetish. 
Right. And it says something about stick to podiatry and cheeseburgers and called him a clown. And like they're waiting to fight. So that's hilarious. Huge Bob Sala fan over here. But I think the Jets are going to be much improved. And uh, from what I've, I haven't watched any of the preseason stuff, but Flacco's looked pretty good as the quarterback for him from what I've been reading. Yeah, that's what I hear. I mean, um, Milf Hunter, Zach Wilson's supposed to be out, I think, until the second or third week of the season. But yeah, I mean, well, I, mean I like him. Joe Flacco's not the worst quarterback I've ever seen. He's pretty close, but he's not the worst quarterback I've ever seen. So he could, you know, he could do some stuff with that offense. Joe Flacco's always giving me Drew Bledsoe vibes. Like, if he has time in the pocket, he'll, you know, I think he's a good quarterback, but when he gets flushed out, forget it. He's in big trouble. <laughs> he runs as fast as I do. I, I'm, I will, I don't know, maybe we'll see if we can arrange this after the season's over, but maybe we'll try to get you versus Joe Flacco in a foot race. Oh, Jesus Christ. It, what am I supposed to do if I lose to him? Well, I mean, it would make me one of the most unathletic people in the world. Uh, you don't think you can beat him with your 7940? 7'9 <laughs> is generous. Yeah, for me I too. I got rest at the 20 yard line before. <laughs> I'd probably run like an 8'3. <laughs> I got to rest at the 20 before I run the rest <laughs> of the 20. Yeah, but I, I do like the Jets, so they added some playmakers on offense. I, I think uh, Robert Sala, I think he's going to get them to uh, be a much improved team. So uh, going off of uh, what we talked about, how do you see the records playing out for these guys? I'm, I'm going to say I got Buffalo at 13-4. and four. I'm going to give the Dolphins 10-7. and seven. I think the Patriots are going to be – Seven and ten, and I think the Jets will be six and eleven. That's about the numbers I was going to give. Although I think Miami's going to be a little bit worse than that. It it really just all depends. Like I know Tyreek Hill is a game changer for really anybody. It really depends the on the progression it really depends of Tua. On Tua, yeah. Which, Depending on how Tua does this year, that's where they where he goes. They go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Tyreek Hill seems to really like him. Says he throws a, a good deep ball. But, I mean, I know with two of the first year, he played kind of hurt, and then they kept alternating him and Fitzpatrick. And I personally think that the Dolphins were one of those uh, overachieving teams. Yeah. They, you know, like they should have been worse than they, they were. Um, I love the coach, though. Uh he comes uh, from the 49ers, uh, what's his, Mike McDaniel. He ran the 49ers offense. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not real familiar with him. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, probably going to utilize both the backs coming out of the backfield. I thought for a minute it was going to be uh, Mozart, Edmonds, and uh, Sony Michelle because I know he's was part of their backfield, but they just cut him today. So, He's out. It's just going to be most certain. Who was a pretty good running back for the 49ers before he got uh, hurt, and then Eli Mitchell stole his job. Elijah Mitchell. I don't know why I called him. Well, I guess Eli short for Elijah. But yeah, uh, until uh, Elijah Mitchell stole his job and ran with it. So um, so you've got pretty much the same thing I got? Yeah, I got pretty much the same record. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Jets, or not the Jets, but the Dolphins could be a little better, but I, that's what I'm giving them just because they have such, you know, so many playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. Even 
if two is decent, I think uh, McDaniel's going to have, you know, he's going to be able to utilize the most out of Tyreek Hill. They still got Jalen Waddle, who was a phenomenal rookie receiver his first year. So I think 10 and 7 is a good number for them. Not good enough to make the playoffs, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it, and besides just his progression, it d- depends on his health, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got to keep him healthy. So, I mean, they the, obviously they upgraded the offensive line. Which. Taron Armstead is a perennial, like, you know, Pro Bowl tackle. So, I mean, they got him They got him protected now, just a matter of whether he can stay healthy and utilize the playmakers on the offense side of the ball. Right, and he does, well, he likes to scramble too, so that's another thing I was thinking of, not just, you know, dropping back, but he likes to scramble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, when you've got guys like Tyreek Hill, I mean, honestly – it's all about creating space for him to operate, really. I mean, you don't have to be able to throw, like, a 60-yard bomb with, like, pinpoint accuracy. I mean, if you could throw, like, a 20-yard slant and just create space for Tyreek Hill to do his thing, he'd be, fuck, dude's fast dude in the NFL. Yeah, he's One ridiculous. So, I mean, just let – get him the ball and let, just let him create. Which is probably what they'll do if they're smart. Yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting him to be, you know – what he did in Kansas City because, I mean, that's still a, quite a downgrade going from Patrick Mahomes to Tua. But I, know, I think I think that's going to be a fun team to watch. Um, yeah. I, well, the going back to the Mahomes thing, I don't – sometimes I think Tyreek Hill made him look better than he is too. Controversial take maybe, but I feel like – I wouldn't call it a hot take. I'd probably say it's more like a – hey, I just put some ramen noodles in the microwave and they've been sitting in there for a minute and a half. They're still going to be warm and edible, <laughs> but, like, you're not going to burn your mouth. Yeah, well, I mean, because I watched a lot of the playoff games with – because I, I, I typically watch just the Browns um, during the season, but mm-hmm. the playoffs, I usually watch those all yeah, the way Yeah, because the Browns are usually not in the playoffs. Right, so I, I got to watch something before football starts again the next year. Mm-hmm. So, but I just my own personal opinion. I thought Tyreek Hill made him look better than he was at times. Uh, well, we'll get into uh, Patrick Mahomes here in a a bit because I I've, I've got a couple thoughts on the, that Kansas City team. But um, speaking of your Cleveland Browns, the AFC North uh, surprise winner of that division last year. Yeah, went all the way to the Super Bowl. I would have never guessed that the Cincinnati Bengals would have went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, it, and being a Browns fan and never liking the Bengals at all, listening to their fans talk about how great they were, it was making me throw up in my mouth the whole time. So, yeah, but, I mean, when you have – I know that uh, we've debated this before, and you didn't think Joe Burrow was an elite quarterback, but I do I do believe that he is an elite quarterback. And when, when did you I have say that, he wasn't an elite quarterback? I mean, I wouldn't put him – like. Define elite. Like, are you putting him in, like, the, the Rodgers, Mahomes? I am. Josh Allen class? I am. Really? Yeah, I think he's that good. See, I'd put him, just a, I'd put him in that next, that next tier. I don't think he's Allen, Rodgers, or Mahomes good yet. But what, So what do you need to see from him to get to that level? Because, I mean, the guy was lighting it up all over the place last year. 
after coming back from a serious knee injury even. Well, I mean, it just with those guys, they've they've proven it time and time again that like their success. I mean, it's just really a matter of like Burrow can def will definitely get there. But I mean, what I like about him though is like that Bengals team is a like I've never seen the attitude out of that Bengals team because I mean I'm not a Bengals fan. Household is. Uh, I've pretty much been watching their games since I was a kid. They've never had the swagger that they do right now, and I think a lot of that has to do with starts with him. Yeah, and you know he's been a fan his whole life because he's down there from uh, Athens, so he's been a fan his whole life. So he's bringing like that whole fandom to him too. That uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That schoolboy enthusiasm mm-hmm. to the locker room. And I mean, I. I think it just I need to see, you know, a couple more years of that before I put him in that that class because I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the first ballot Hall of Famer. Mahomes is on his way to being one. I mean, Josh Allen I think is the best quarterback in football right now. So it's just really a matter of just seeing more out of it. I mean, the same with Justin Herbert. I mean, I think Herbert is just as good as Burrow, but I wouldn't put him in that class just yet either. I haven't seen enough of Herbert to oh, Herbert comment is fucking one, awesome. one way or the other. But I believe you. You definitely know better than I would. Um, well, I'll talk. We got we got some time to talk about Herbert. Um, but, yeah, the Bengals, I think, uh, come back as one of the favorites in the AFC again. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the big problems with the team was they had the real shitty offensive line. Um, I think if their offensive line would have been – shit even mediocre I think they may have won the Super Bowl is um I know there was a something I had read that if Burrow had just like a second more time uh the last play of the game Jamar Chase was wide open and if he would have had just you know a second to throw yeah if he would have had just a second more to throw to get that throw off the Bengals probably would have won that would have been the worst day of my life Oh, really? And I've nearly died from heart problems, got attacked by a dog, almost drowned. The Bengals winning would have been the worst day of my life. Now, I I don't pretend to know a lot of these rivalries, so you'll have to bear with me. Now, being a Browns fan, do you guys hate the Bengals more or the Steelers more? I've always been under the impression you guys hate the Steelers more than the Bengals. Well, yeah, I mean, most of the fans of the Browns do hate the hate the Steelers more, which I also very much dislike, but I don't like any of the other three equally. I, I hold them all the same, Mm -hmm. uh, disdain. I don't, I, I can't stand the Steelers, the Ravens or the Bengals at all. So this is, I'm a a unique, angry person (laughs) at the other teams. So when I give my divisional rundown, I might irk you a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> nah, um, I'm, I'm also a realist. <laughs> yeah, I think the Bengals are even – I think the Bengals are better this year than they were last year. I think they probably have the most dynamic offense in the AFC now that, you know, the Chiefs don't have Tyree Kill anymore. Um, I think – honestly, I think they could have probably the – I'm going to go on the record. I think they got the best offense in the NFL. Wow. Uh, if you think about it, Jamar Chase is a game-changing wide receiver, rookie year, probably one of the four or five best receivers in the NFL, and he's only going to get better. 
Uh, T. Higgins is a very underrated number two guy who could probably be a number one on a lot of teams. And then so, Tyler Boyd is the best third receiver. Most teams would love to have him as the number two, and he's the number three guy. You've right. got Joe Mixon, who's a thousand yard rusher running, you know, in the backfield. Uh, Burrow, like you and I have said, we think very highly of him. Much improved mm-hmm. offensive line. I think the sky's the limit for the Bengals. Yeah, I think uh, I would not be the least bit surprised if the Bengals got back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I've noticed though that they're severely underrated by a lot of the uh, the publications right now. Like I know uh, we talked about um, ESPN had their initial top ten. Their rankings and the Bengals were not even in the top ten. Surprising, considering <laughs> how much how much respect do you need to try to earn after you went all the way to the Super Bowl? You know. Yeah, and did, like did not lose anything. You just got better. Right. Um. So uh, this is uh, where I think it gets a little interesting for this division. Who do you see as the second best team in the the AFC North? Uh, probably the Baltimore Ravens Mm -hmm. just because of their run game. Um, I've said this before. I'll, I'll keep saying it. I don't think Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback at all. I don't think he can throw very well at all, but the man can run away from everybody. And he's got, uh, JK Dobbins back from injury. So those two together just running all over the place is going to be ridiculous. Well, I don't. I've never considered Lamar Jackson to be uh, an Aaron Rodgers esque pocket passer, but I think he is. If he did not have the the dimension of being a a, a great runner, I think he's probably a really good backup, marginal starter. But I think his feet do make the big difference for him. But I wouldn't say he's a horrible NFL quarterback. I think he's a mediocre passer, phenomenal athlete combined the two. I think he's one of the five or six best QBs in the league right now. Just because he's yeah. so dangerous. I mean, I he's probably one of the biggest threats. Yeah, it's definitely the weapons. danger of, of running. That's that's his biggest uh, tool. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I – my my opinion is a little skewed, you know. Like, if you were to talk about the the um, the Giants or Philadelphia, or you know, you don't like those teams, it's kind of hard to be like, oh yeah, that guy's great. You know what I mean? I am able to like look subjectively, and plus, I mean, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so I mean, honestly being let down every year. I've grown accustomed to that too. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I think the Ravens are probably going to be the second best, uh, team in the North and probably make the playoffs as well. Okay. Um, now coming up to your team, the Browns. Now, how would you view the Browns if they got a, like if Deshaun Watson was suspended for like the first 13 games of the season? Or 12 games. If he, he comes wasn't? back week 13. How would I view him if he wasn't suspended? Yeah, I mean, how would you see them if they had him for a full season? 
Uh, I would see them as probably the third best team in the North still. Really? Yeah. Um, the wide receiver core is bad for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what quarterback you have there. If he, if he doesn't have anybody to, you know, throw it to, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, I just – I if they had better wide receivers, they would be a better team because the defense is really, really, really good. Defense is probably going to be a top five defense. Mm-hmm. But at the very least, they're going to be a top ten defense. But Did they, they could sign be top uh, Clowney five. back too? Yep, got him back. Okay. And I know they signed Denzel um, Ward to the extension. Still yep. got Miles Garrett on the other side, wrecking havoc. Yeah, the, the real question mark for them is defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're looking into the market, I read today, to see what they can get. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, their wide receiver core is just – it's horrible. Um, they have Schwartz, who was one of their higher draft picks, and the guy can't fucking catch anything. Can't even catch a goddamn cold at this point. And then they have so, Peoples-Jones too, right? They do have him, and he is – he's starting to turn into some to a beast. Mm. He's big. He's got really long arms, strong hands. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's not good enough for them. And I think this year with Watson being suspended, um, and having watched part of one of their preseason games, they played the bears who the bears are predicted to be the worst, one of the worst teams in football this year. Mm -hmm. And they got smashed by the starters, the starters on starters. It was twenty-one to three. When was the, the Bears game this Sunday, this past weekend? Yeah. Who was the Who was the player on the Browns team that got caught with a bag of like looked like either shrooms or weed? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that. Yeah, you haven't seen that? Yeah, there's uh, somebody who's uh-huh. like a, <laughs> a Browns player on the sideline. He's got a pulls out a bag. I'll send you the picture when I uh, we get done doing this. But yeah, it looks like he's got a bag of shrooms or a bag of weed. Sometimes that's what it takes to get through a Browns game. Yeah, you know. I'd seen like early on before the you know all this stuff with Watson that I know ESPN had the Browns as the tenth best team in the NFL, which I thought was extremely high because yeah, like you said, I think their wide receiver core outside of I mean the Joku is a, a solid tight end, right? Oh yeah, he's he's learning how to block better, but his he's a good pass catcher. Yeah, I mean like, but outside of that though, they didn't really have much of a receiving core, and I just wondered. The NFL is a passing league first, running league second. And right. I mean, as awesome as Chubb and Hunt are in the backfield, I mean, when, yeah, like you said, Watson doesn't have many weapons to throw to. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do, you know? What are you going to do if you're playing the Ravens and you can't stop their run attack and you have to throw to try to come back, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, then uh, lastly, we've got the Steelers. Uh Going through a big change, uh, Ben Roethlisberger retired. Most likely will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep. I mean, whether you like him or not, I know I was never a big, big, big fan of Big Ben, but give the man his due. He's a, you know, he's got two Super Bowl titles. You know, the stats to back it up. So he's going in the Hall of Fame, but uh. First time in how many – was that 16 or 17 years as a new quarterback in Pittsburgh? He was drafted in 2004. So, yeah. 16, 17 uh, years? Yep, about um, 17 years. They drafted Kenny Pickett to be the heir apparent who has looked really good. 
in a preseason. I remember I watched, and it pissed me off so much. I was watching uh, the NFL Network, and they had the Steelers and the Seahawks preseason game. Fourth quarter, they're driving. I mean, it's been a hell of a preseason game, even with it being, you know, the second, first, second week of season. And then they just cut it off for the fucking Cowboys preseason game, which <laughs> was a fucking shit show. Guess we know where the ratings lie. Right. Um, but I still th- I still think the Steelers are going to be good. I think they they got a hell of a defense coming back. Um, I, I have uh, the ilk. I think Belichick is the best coach in the NFL right now still, even though I don't think the Patriots are that good. I think the number two guy resides in Pittsburgh. It's hard to argue. I'm a, I'm a huge Mike Tomlin guy. Like, he is like – that's the guy, like, if I played football, I was like, I want that guy to coach me. I would run through a wall for that dude. It's amazing what he gets out of his players. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he has, he has really, really good players, obviously, but he gets them to the next level. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's impressive and infuriating at the same time. Yeah. Um, I mean, he still has a ton of weapons. Najee Harris in the backfield, really good receiving core, that uh, – receiver kid they got out of Georgia apparently has looked really, really good in camp. Yeah. Looking like one of the steals of the draft. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Because he was showing out in that uh, that preseason game I was watching. Hmm. And yeah, for life, not, I can't think of his really name. Sure. Yeah, he was a receiver out of Georgia. I think it was Pickens. I'm going to fucking look it that up. Sound, that actually sounds right. That name sounds right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the Steelers are going to be I think the Steelers end up with a winning record. Uh, well, they've never they had one under Tomlin. Yeah, they they always do. So, um, I don't think that the Steelers are going to make the playoffs. Personally, well, I, I don't think they are either. And I don't think their winning record is going to be that winning. George Pickens, number fifty, the fifty-second overall pick. Nice. Um, all right, well, run it down here. Uh, what do you see the uh, the AFC North looking and the win-loss totals for each team? You know, when, when uh, you brought this up, I hadn't even looked at, like, the the games that they're going to play. Um, but just based off of how – just a gut feeling of how they are, the teams are, um, I'd say Cincinnati is probably 12-5. and five. Um, I think Baltimore is probably 11 and six. I think they're that good. Uh, I think Pittsburgh will be in third in the division. I think they'll be 10 and seven or, or, uh, nine and eight. And then the Browns, I think they'll be, um, seven and 10, seven and 10. Yeah. Um, I have the Bengals the same record. I have them twelve and five. I have Baltimore being eleven and six. I have Pittsburgh at nine and eight, and I have the Browns at six and eleven. So almost exactly the same. Just the yeah. Browns having one more loss. Yeah, which I, wouldn't surprise me. Well, I think I told you when uh, with the Browns uh, after the Watson suspension came down, they are going to have a murderer's row of teams. They're going to be playing while he's out, and I can't. Yeah, 
Right they, in the middle. Yeah, because they had the Buccaneers. They have the Bengals in that. I think the Ravens are a part of that. Yep. I think the Dolphins, the Chargers are in that that mix too. Yep. So, I think the Dolphins are early on. I think they're second game of the year maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know they won't have Watson. And I watched a little bit of that Browns game yesterday too uh, just because it was like middle of the afternoon. I'm flipping through the channels like, oh, shit, I'll watch a little bit of this. And it was the uh, towards the end of the first half and – I don't know. Jacoby Brissett looked like shit. <laughs> yeah, he he has all preseason. They have uh, Josh Dobbs as the, um, I guess he's the he's the backup. He would be the third string once Watson comes back. Mm-hmm. He's looked really impressive. Been really good. I mean, obviously he's uh, playing people that are going to work at the sit go, but mm-hmm. um, he's been really good. Yeah, really really good. Um. Next uh, division is the AFC South, which I think is the worst conference or division in the AFC. Uh, really, I think it boils down to who wins between Indianapolis and Tennessee. Um, mm-hmm. I know Houston. I actually liked what I seen out of Davis Mills. I think he showed enough to where they didn't have to go out and put money into uh, drafting a quarterback. Although I think personally, with the draft class this year, probably for the best. If you're going to tank, this is the year to do it because you've got two elite options coming out next year. Um, yeah. But I think that Houston will be improved. I've always been a Lovey Smith guy. I think he's a hell of a coach. He just has been saddled with some shit teams. Yeah, he uh, he died with the Bears for a while. Yeah, he's been to a Super Bowl with the Bears. So I, I really like Lovey Smith as a coach. I still don't think that they're going to be – I wouldn't say they're going to be one of, like in that – you know, Carolina, Atlanta, Chicago territory, but I still don't think that they're going to be very good. Mm. Um, and uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville got a Super Bowl winning coach to take over from that fucking clown show that they had last <laughs> year with Urban Meyer. Yeah. Which I remember a friend of ours had a, uh, when Urban was uh, discussed to be Dallas's next coach before they, I think it was before they hired Mike McCarthy, that he foreseen Urban being like two to three Super Bowl, you know, under his belt before it's all said and done. And I'm just like, the college guys just don't translate well to the NFL. And I, I mean, Urban proved that, but man, I don't see another college coach getting an NFL head coaching gig for quite a long time after this. Yeah, it – well, and he just had so much controversy swirling around him. Well, I, you know, think, the way it, I think with what happened with him, and you can't really do this in the NFL now, is I think for the most part, the way college coaches are, they, they're more like CEOs of businesses now. It's like they kind of, you know, they're the head of the company, but they don't really do a whole lot. Right, And then, like, the coordinators do their thing. Like, you got your recruiting coordinator. He's going out and putting in the work. And then, like, okay, Urban, we need you to fly out to Dallas. We got this five-star kid that we think we got, but you go out there and talk to him. It's probably going to seal the deal. You know, same with, like, okay, you know, like, his offensive coordinator, I want to run this system. And then the coordinator's running the system. And I think he's just more like a CEO now. You can't really do that in the NFL. Right. I mean, you have to be a coach in the NFL. And I just, I think him being absent, like it just showed. And that Jacksonville team was just 
ran so poorly. And the fact that they had Trevor Lawrence, who I wasn't expecting big things out of him, but, like, Trevor looked bad in some games. Yeah. I, you know, he was he was anointed in college, uh, as so many QBs are. And I think eventually he'll be decent, maybe even really good. But right now, I, I don't know. The problem is, is when you – <laughs> when you are really good in college and you're used to winning and then you come to an NFL team that is just absolute dog shit constantly, it kind of takes away your confidence. Um, you know, and the guy was being murdered every week, mm-hmm. you know, no offensive line to speak of. And he just, yeah, he, he looked bad. He couldn't, he kept throwing interceptions left and right. So I'm hoping for his sake that he takes a step up this year, but I, it's hard to say. They did add some weapons. Uh, them they signing did. Christian Kirk to that contract set off wide receiver Palooza Mayhem. this year where like every, <laughs> it seemed like every wide receiver under the sun was either getting massive contract extensions or they were getting traded and then getting massive contract extensions. Right. Like, I thought when he signed a contract, like, this dude's making more than Tyree Kill. He's making more than fucking Devontae Adams. He's making more than DK Metcalf. And those guys are way better than Christian I, Kirk. I honestly, this is going to sound really bad because we're doing a preview for the NFL. I don't know who the fucking guy is. I haven't seen him. Who did he play for? He played for Arizona uh, last year. I mean, he showed flashes. But, I mean, like, for the most part, uh, DeAndre Hopkins was the man in Arizona. And then he played under Larry Fitzgerald before that. I mean, he showed flashes, but he honestly he didn't deserve that big of a contract. Yeah, it's was it fifty seven? No, ninety seven. I don't know. Something seven, something huge. I think he got seventy two million dollars. Was it seventy two? I thought it was something. I'm gonna look it up now while you're talking. But um, yeah, I I mean I think that Jacksonville will be improved just because I think Doug Peterson's a solid coach. I think he got a raw deal sometimes in Philadelphia. Four-year, $72 million contract that could be worth up to 84 after incentives are hit. That's a big contract for a wide receiver. Yeah, for a, con- a receiver that hasn't proven anything. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, Jacksonville obviously rates him highly, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but – uh. Yeah, I, I neither one of those teams are competing for the South. Let's be real. I mean, yeah. I think they're going to be they're going to be playing for uh, high draft picks again this year. Um, it, like I said, I think it boils down to Tennessee versus Indianapolis. Um, Tennessee, I mean they they lost AJ Brown. Uh, they probably taken a step back. Derrick Henry finally proved that he was mortal. He missed what nine games last year because of his foot injury. A lot. He missed a lot of the season. Yeah, I mean, they still got Mike Vrabel, who I think is a hell of a head coach. Um, but I I think Indianapolis is going to be the winner of this division. Uh, they improved their quarterback position this year. They got Matt Ryan, who Atlanta shipped out after they flirted with Deshaun Watson, which I think was kind right. of a shitty thing to do. Yeah, after Matt Ryan has been so good for them for a while. Yeah, been an ambassador for the team, took him to a Super Bowl, yeah, I mean, no one's ever going to 
say Matt Ryan's one of the you know greatest of all time, but Matt Ryan has been a hell of a good quarterback. And but um, yeah, I sorry my uh, my dog. You might ha- hear her come in here in a minute. She's got a uh, collapsed trachea. And, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> is that her? That is her. I thought she was eating something. No, uh, poor thing. <laughs> She's got a collapsed trachea. It's causing her to make that barking noise. So I apologize if you hear the dry heaving in the background. Did um, she take a really bad bump in the elimination chamber? Like, uh, what was it, Triple H? Is that what happened to him? No, apparently it's something that happens in small dogs. It just, after a while, it, just, it starts to wear thin and huh. it starts to collapse. And yeah, poor thing's been to the vet twice. Still hanging in there, though. Well, she's still kicking. She's a tough, she's a tough broad. Tough old mutt. Um, right. Uh, yeah, I, I think Indianapolis is winning this, though. I think they got a, a fantastic defense. I think it's one of the best in the conference. Uh, Matt Ryan, you know, solid behind under center. They got the best running back in football. I think it's, the only uh, – The best. Yeah. Is he better than Chubb? Is he better yeah. than Henry when he's healthy? I would. I don't think so. Yep. I would totally take Jonathan Taylor over both of them. If you're dra- uh, you mean to tell me if you're drafting a team, you take Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb over Jonathan Taylor, who's younger, more than capable in the receiving game, just as as explosive, just as big of a game changer. You would you would pass on that for Chubb or Henry? Yes. Why would you do that? Uh, well, I think biases aside. Oh, well, never mind then. Okay. <laughs> well, but for Henry, I mean, I just think Henry is just, he's a fucking beast, and he's a, a workhorse, you know? I i also seen Jonathan Taylor in college, and he was poo-poo in the game that I saw him play. So, Well, I, I mean, you know, Derrick Henry's was... had bad games. Nick Chubb's had bad games. Trust me, I had Nick Chubb in fantasy a couple of years ago. There was a couple <laughs> games where he, he let me down. I, you know, just with Derrick Henry, I, with him, it's always what, when's the, when are the wheels going to fall off? Because backs that get that many carries in a game and take that much of a beating throughout the season, eventually it's not a gradual decline. Take Eddie George, for example. Eddie George was a phenomenal running back, workhorse, got the ball 25, 30 times a game, and then he just went from being elite to just. Yeah, Nothing. just like just a plotter in a, in one season. Uh, same with Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander was another example. I mean, he was a fantastic running back, and just the carries and the touches caught up with him, and he just went from being great to out of the league. Yeah, and, and you may—I mean, you may be right. The reason I think Chubb isn't ranked higher is because he splits the load so much. He doesn't have to. There are games where he comes out and he's. It's like, why the hell are they pulling him out? Oh, tr- hey, I am not knocking Nick Chubb at all. I think Nick Chubb. If I was ranking the NFL running backs, I would put him. I would say probably third. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Derrick Henry still has a strong case because he is Derrick Henry, still a monster. I would, if McCaffrey would have ever stayed healthy, I'd probably put McCaffrey's number one, but the fact that last couple of years, McCaffrey seems to be made out of paper mache now. I'm going to be honest with you. If I got hit by those guys, I'd probably be paper mache too. Yeah. All right. Well, so you don't cuss me out after the episode's over. Arguably the best running back <laughs> in the NFL in Jonathan yeah, Taylor. I, 
That usually happens, doesn't it? Yeah, you send me a nasty text message when we're done. We debrief, and it's just like, fuck you. The fuck was all that shit? Fuck you, dick nose. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think, like, the only, the biggest question mark that Indianapolis has is their receivers outside of Michael Pittman are kind of iffy. They didn't really, I mean, they, they got some guys in the draft, but... I mean, they didn't. They lost out. I, I'm sure they were going after the Allen Robinsons. They were. I'm sure they were probably in. You know, at least explore trading for a DK Metcalf. You know, Tyree Kill. But I think outside of the receivers, I think that's the only question mark that Indianapolis has. I don't think it's going to be. I mean, it's going to get them in the playoffs. I don't foresee them getting very far in the playoffs. But I mean, I think they're going to win the division. Yeah, and like you said, it's probably the worst. It, well, it definitely is the worst division in the AFC. Yeah, and plus, I mean, Tannehill last year for Tennessee, like, it just it seems like he proves that he is a good regular season quarterback, but when it comes playoff time, he kind of becomes Soils like the, himself. Yeah, he becomes the turtle, puts his head in the shell and disappears. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, well, I will go. I'd say the Colts are... Ten and seven, maybe eleven and six. I say that Tennessee is nine and eight, and then I will go five and twelve for Jacksonville and four and thirteen for Houston. That is actually the exact numbers I was going to give. Yeah, we're agreeing a little too much. This is weird. Well, maybe we'll just save the fighting for the next episode because that's <laughs> when we'll good. get into like I say we. Tell you what, we'll give our playoff picks this episode, but then we break down who we think is going to go to the Super Bowl, award winners, things like that, the next episode. Okay, sounds good. Um, last division is the AFC West. Without a doubt, the strongest division in the NFL. Probably the strongest division I have seen in the NFL in quite a long time. Um, this one... Any of the four teams actually have a legitimate shot at winning the division. Um, this is where you've seen a lot of the big offseason moves happen within this conference. Um, so I guess start the Raiders. They acquired, uh, they got arguably the best receiver in the NFL. They got Devontae Adams reuniting him with his college quarterback, Derek Carr. Um, and they were a playoff team last year. They took the Bengals to the brink. They almost beat the Bengals in the wild card round. Yeah. They get better, and I would say most people are going to look at them as the worst team in that division. Which is crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, could be, I don't know, it could be a battle between them and Denver, I think, or maybe even Kansas City. I like Denver a lot, and I like Russell Wilson a lot, but I don't know. Russell Wilson didn't look himself last year or the Russell Wilson we're used to. That could be a lot to do with the Seahawks, but it could also be, you know, maybe he's just not as good as he once was. Happens to all the players. Well, he was hurt too. True. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. His track record speaks for itself. I'm trying to see who else the Raiders got. The Raiders got another big addition in the offseason too. They have, what, Hunter Renfro, Demarcus Robinson, and Darren Waller? Well, they, I think they picked up somebody on defense. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, the, they got Darren Waller, 
has a strong case for being one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Hunter Renfro is a catching machine, fantastic uh, slot guy. Let's see who the Raiders got. Was it was it Mac? No, that will be the the next team we talk about. Well, actually, after Denver. Okay. Um, yeah, I think one of the interesting things about this division is probably uh, the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. We don't know what we're going to get with the Chiefs, which sounds kind of crazy because they've been, you know, they've been that team that you've depended on being uh, shit almost AFC championship game every year. So, mm-hmm. but uh, they lost their their best deep ball threat, one of the fastest wide receivers in the league. We talked about he went to the Dolphins, Tyreek Hill. So, and like I said earlier, I think Patrick Mahomes was made to look better with him. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, Good chance he proves me wrong, but that's, (laughs) you know, that's just how it is. Yeah, I couldn't find uh, who else uh, the Raiders got in the offseason, but yeah, I mean, I guess the big question mark is the Chiefs. Like you said, yeah, they did lose Tyreek Hill. Wonder how that's going to affect Patrick Mahomes. They still have Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, elite tight end, uh, game-changing tight end for sure. Uh, you kind of wonder to see how the receiving core rebounds after this. Um, I mean, I Andy Reid is kind of like in that Belichick territory. He seems to get the most out of his team. As an elite quarterback, uh, I do recall that uh, Donovan McNabb, Andy Reid quarterback, kind of had the same issues when Philadelphia was uh, an elite contender every year. No strong wide receiver core, but yet they were still amongst the best in the division too. Right. Um, I think Denver is a uh, a really a dark horse to come out of the AFC. I mean, you – I think really the only issue that they had was their quarterback play was real shitty. I mean, when you're depending on Drew Locke and who's the Seahawks problem now. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, whoever they could throw in there after Locke got hurt. But, I mean, they've got a phenomenal wide receiver core led by Jerry Judy, um, Melvin Gordon, and uh, Williams in the backfield. Strong offensive line. The defense is always really good. I mean, I – think the only missing piece they had was they just didn't have a quarterback, and now they have that. And, I mean, I know yeah. Russell Wilson hasn't been the, you know, let Russ cook from a couple of years ago, which now that I think about it, when you said that he hasn't been the same, he seemed to be – he kind of tailed off after he – after the talk of him being the MVP about midway through the – was that the 2020 year? I think that's the year, like, yeah, that, or he was just lighting up the league, and then like he just about halfway through the, the season, he, yeah, he was, oh, he's the MVP. Just give him the MVP now. As a matter of fact, I am guilty of putting him as the uh, the MVP that time too. I remember putting a comment on Facebook after uh, a Seahawks win on Sunday Night Football. I was like, just give Russ the MVP now, and right. if he just fell off a cliff, and then last year he was. Hurt, but I I think Denver, if Russell Wilson becomes the Russell Wilson of old, or if it's like even eighty percent of the old Russell Wilson, I think they're going to be dangerous come playoff time. 
Yeah, and nobody throws the ball better on the run than him. Mm-hmm. And he's in that thin air now, so that ball's going to travel even further. Right. Um, yeah, like the Chiefs, I think they're, they've got the biggest question marks. Um, but I, I personally love the Chargers in this division. The Chargers have gone from like kind of the, the team that couldn't quite get there. Uh, and they made the addition of uh, Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. And then they got uh, Jackson from uh, New England to solidify the uh, the backfield. So now they've got an elite player at every level of their defense now. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, Justin Herbert, who I think I put him in that same mold with uh, Joe Burrow. If I can just see a couple more years, I think Burrow and Herbert are going to be talked about in the same breath as Allen and Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Um, he has an elite wide receiver core, great running game. I think the Chargers take this division. I agree with you. I think the Chargers are one of the better teams in the AFC mm-hmm. on paper. Um, all right, well, uh, break down the division. Who's winning? What's the records? Uh, I think the Chargers are winning, and I'm going to go big here. I'm going to say 14-3. and three. Wow, okay. Um. I think second in division, man, this is a tough one. Uh, we'll go with the Broncos. Um, we'll go 12 and five. Um, gosh, see, I think three of the, I think three teams are going to make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, I think third is going to be, uh, the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to make it. Um, uh, let's go 11 and six. And I think Kansas City will be uh, last probably nine and seven. Nine, nine, nine and eight. eight. Sorry, nine and eight. Yeah, that's this one's tough too. I have the Chargers. I have the Chargers at 12 and five. I have the Broncos at 11 and six. I have Kansas City at 10 and 7 and I have the Raiders at 10 and 7. Cuz you got to think yeah, I mean, two of these teams play each other twice. Right. And that very well could happen. I mean, so which one do you think do you think there's going to be three out of this division that make the playoffs? Well, all right, well now that you're asking that, give us your seven playoff teams. Uh, I think the Chargers are going to be the one seed. Okay. Um I think that the Bills are going to be the two seed. And I wish I would have remembered the records that I said because it's probably going to make me look like a dipshit. But um, Well, you don't have to give the seeding. You just tell me what teams you think are going to make the playoffs. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos, um, the Bills, the Colts, uh, the Bengals, and the Ravens. Okay. Um, I am going to have the Bills, the Bengals, the Colts, and the Chargers. Those are your division winners. And then the wild card, I will have the Broncos, the Chiefs, and man, I don't know. I'm trying trying to decide whether I think it's 
the Ravens are the and see I forgot I forgot how what I have the records are too, so I'm gonna sound like an idiot too. I think it comes down to the last playoff spots, either the uh the Raiders or the Ravens. And I'll go with the Ravens. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But I mean, yeah, like I think the wild card teams could be a flopped either way. And I like I said, we we probably we probably sound stupid here giving our picks and then like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot the records already. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. We tried. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that's going to be the playoffs. Um, and we'll break down the playoffs uh, tomorrow or our next episode, which I think we're putting out Thursday night. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll give uh, our thoughts on the NFC, uh, give you – how we think the playoffs are going to shake out. Uh, award winners. Uh, we're going to do MVP and the rookies of the year. We're just going to do the MVP. I think MVP is the only one that really people are only going to give a shit about. Yeah. All right. We'll give our thoughts on the MVP and who we think is going to win the Super Bowl. So. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, part one is going to drop Tuesday night, hopefully. Barring any uh, technical difficulties. Uh, and then we're going to put out the second part, which chronicles the NFC and our uh, Super Bowl predictions, which I think are probably going to change from our earlier episode. Just going to be full disclosure right now. We, I've watched enough preseason football to where I, I'm pretty confident that what I said early in the year is not going to be what I'm thinking right now. I don't even remember. Do you, do you remember offhand what, who I said? You know, I don't listen to our shows. I just, I'm really weird about that because I don't like the sound of my voice. I think I sound like a, I think I sound like a a fat kid going through puberty. So I don't usually listen to myself, but I may have to go back and listen to that one just so. I think I said the Rams and the Chiefs, maybe. I think I picked Buffalo and Tampa Bay. Huh. Well, you know what? We'll save it for we'll save it for uh, Thursday night. I'll go back through. I'll go through the, you know, all the raw footage. You know, scour scour the tapes. <laughs> Pull out the old cassettes and dust them off and see where yeah. we're at. Get the reel to reel. <laughs> all right. Well, until Thursday night, we will talk to you guys later. And that will do it for today's episode. We hope you guys and gals enjoyed what you heard. Be sure to follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter to get all the latest show updates. If you did like what you heard today, please leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. We drop episodes each and every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on a single episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. So until next Tuesday, we will talk to you guys later.